everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's Minute 13, which begins with Mandy's short for Amanda. And goes on through Denise saying, my, how ambitious of you, as an as-yet-unmet character says, Denise Fleming, don't... Yeah, um, boy, there's some wild dialogue coming tomorrow. Um, yep. <laughs> some wild dialogue. Anyways, we'll get we'll get to that tomorrow. Shall we continue yeah. our conversation about Barry Manilow? Let's do it. So I've got some nuggets. The I think I'm going to prompt you. Denise okay. says that he didn't name it after a woman named Amanda. She heard that the song's about his dog. Which, as you'll know if you listen to yesterday's minute, cannot possibly be true because Barry Manilow did not write the song. Correct. However. However. Have you listened to this song? Uh, I've listened to the Me First and the Gimme Gimme's version. Or read the lyrics to this song? I've sung along to the Me First and the Gimme Gimme's version, so halfway, yes. This song is... Very definitely about a dog. Hmm. I mean, Wikipedia swears that it's not. Wikipedia swears that that uh, rumor came about when a reporter called Scott English on his phone and woke him up and asked him who Brandy was. And because he was annoyed and didn't want to have the conversation, he said Brandy was his dog. Right. And then hung up the phone. But... The lyrics to this song, if you read the lyrics or listen to the song, keeping maybe this is a dog in mind, it absolutely sounds like it is a song about a dog who, for whatever reason, was rehomed. Okay. Do you want to, like, do you have cited, do you have lines to cite? Um, I will in two seconds. Hold on. This is not... How many songs named Mandy does Barry Manilow have? Because I have found... Okay, well, I have found three different ones um, during my Googling of this song. Like, three completely different sets of lyrics. Hmm. I wonder if they're, like, different performances. Maybe. But when I say Whoa. different lyrics, I mean like wildly different, definitely not even the same song. This is this baby I love you come 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 into my arms is not Mandy. Yes. That's no, not Mandy. It's not. And there's another one that sounded like it was about like going out dancing or something. There's um I wonder if that's Copacabana. Go use the genius one. That's that's the one. Okay. That's okay, that's what I'm on now. Okay, so just a few lines that say, Hey baby, this is about a dog. A face through a window, crying in the night. The night goes into morning, just another day. Happy people pass my way. Looking in their eyes, I see a memory. I never realized how happy you made me. Oh, Mandy. Well, you came and you gave without taking, but I sent you away. Oh, Mandy. Well, you kissed me and stopped me from shaking, and I need you today. Oh, Mandy. I mean, you tell me that... This is a song about a woman. Sure, that makes sense. Right. But there's absolutely nothing in this song that says to me, this song's not about a dog. Right. right. It could absolutely be 
about a dog. Also, in the very first um, few lines, there's a line about uh, the very first line is, I remember all my life raining down cold as ice, shadows of a man, a face through a window. Yeah. Apparently, that is about Scott England's father. Right. Which has nothing to do with the rest of the song that I can tell. Unless his father's name was Brandy. Right. Um, yeah. Well, so I, okay. Maybe so maybe you have information about that. But that's pretty much all I had about this song was... I would absolutely believe that this song is actually about a dog. I think that... There, yeah, I think you're right. There's nothing that, that says that this isn't about a dog. Um, yes. The... The first and second verses are weird because they kind of flow into one another. Um, yeah. And I don't really, I don't really understand the first verse. Anyways. Um, what the extra Yeah, no, stuff, the first verse is weird. I mean, like, it's a cool sounding song and the Me First Thing of version is very good. Um, but um, it's definitely an odd lyric. Um in a 2013 interview, uh, Scott English said he had the idea for the song title when he was in France, and someone tried to make a dirty joke saying, Brandy goes fine after dinner, doesn't she? Although in English, a drink does not actually have a grammatical gender, and the line does not have the intended double entendre. Um, yes. He, he later wrote the song in London. He said he hated the Manilow version because he took out part of a verse and made it a bridge. That's the um, standing... Um, Yesterday's a dream. I face the morning crying on a breeze. The pain is calling. That was like mm-hmm. the fourth verse or whatever. Anyways. Um, okay. But later said he loved it because it bought him houses. So, <laughs> I mean, that's typical English stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, I think that you're right. I think there's nothing to say that this isn't about a dog. Like, there's nothing human, like, your opposable thumbs are super awesome um, <laughs> when you're going to your job that you've secured through people hiring a human being. Th- that fifth My verse My favorite was, thing was, about you is that you're not a dog. Right. You're definitely not a dog, oh, Mandy. Humandy. <laughs> Humandy is what it should have been called. Um, yes. Uh, then, then, <laughs> then Denise who says, who the hell names their dog Amanda? Which is a great point. Preston said that. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. right. Preston says that because Denise's response is, my cousin named her dog Samantha. Right. And then Preston goes, look, shut up about the dog, okay? Um, Which is a line that I have definitely quoted out of context (laughs) a number of times in my life. We we all voted and you lost, so shut up about the dog. Um, Yeah. And soak him for crutchy. Yep. Uh, I love that exchange so much because I said, to be fair, Mandy seems like a fine name for a dog, actually. Um, Yeah. It goes (laughs) along with like, you know, like I know so many dogs named, you know, Molly. Or Maddie. Maddie, Yeah. Maggie. (laughs) Like, yeah. Mandy fits right in there. Right. Uh, Martha. uh, The song Martha, My Dear by the Beatles was about Paul McCartney's dog. um, With similar lyrics where you're like, I can see this being a woman, but... It makes much, his makes much more sense as a dog. Um, okay. Because I don't think he actually says like, I told you to sit and eventually you learned how to, but it's something like that where you're like, I <laughs> okay. hope this is about a dog. Um, I don't but. think I know that song, but Martha is a great, I love, I love name, I love naming pets names that are just so human. 
Yeah. Like, a dog named Ralph. Yeah. A dog named Kevin. I just am so delighted. A cat named Jeremy. Yeah. Like, I'm just so delighted yeah. by it. And Martha falls uh, into that category for me. Uh, the, the, the chorus or the, the um, bridge is, hold your head up, you silly girl. Look what you've done. When you find yourself in the thick of it, help yourself to a bit of what is all around you, silly girl. Like, it's literally about his dog. It says, she was a dear pet of mine. I remember John Lennon being amazed to see me so, being so loving to an animal. Anyway, so it, it, Paul McCartney's like, definitely about the dog. For sure, yeah. the song that I certainly wrote is about my dog, Martha. And he had a do- yes. there are pictures of his dog, Martha. Um, okay, so anyways, that's another song about a dog. So then we, they decide to go in to the party. They sure do. And uh, we meet a character at the same time as we hear a new song. Which would you like to talk about first? Um, let's talk about the song first. Great. That's the one I wrote about first. Awesome. Thank you for, for reading my mind. Um, the song is Inside Out by Eve Six. Yes. Uh, it was released in May of 1998. It was the first single from their debut album, which was self-titled. Um, it was a big hit in North America. It topped the Billboard Modern Rock tracks, which became alternative songs, the song, the chart I care about. Uh, it topped it three times, totaling four weeks at number one. And I'll get more into that in a second. Uh, it also reached number 28 on the Hot 100 and number 36 on Canada's singles chart and number 24 in Iceland. So then I just copied uh, the section of the 1998 uh, number one's Wikipedia page for the Modern Rock Songs chart. Um, okay. So it replaced Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. And then was on for two weeks in August of 98. Then at near the end of August 1998, One Week by Bare Naked Ladies was on for one week. <laughs> then Perfect. it went back up to number one uh, on the last week of August. And then it was replaced again by Bare Naked Ladies One Week, uh, which was number okay. one for basically all of September. And then it replaced One Week again in the first week of October for one more week. And then it was replaced by uh, Celebrity Skin by Hole, uh, which, if we're Marvel Cinematic Universing, is the song that plays in the credits of Captain Marvel. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So that is the song that is playing. It is a great song that reminds me of the time period very much. And I love yes. it very much. Yeah. It's a really good song. Um, also the first song that I've ever sung along to on the radio about bondage, which is fun. Um, okay. Uh, when you get close, tie me to the bedpost is the, is yeah. the line. Um, then we meet the girl whose party it is. And that is her name. That's the character's name. Yep. Yep. Girl Um, whose party it is. (laughs) She is played by a woman named Michelle Brookhurst, uh, who Mm -hmm. later would become Michelle Brookhurst Cruz, uh, C-R-U-Z. She doesn't really have a top three. Her IMDb page sort of looks like she made it herself, which I know you can do, but it doesn't have a top three. It looks different than other IMDb pages. It's it's odd. Um, Okay. So she's not actually normally an actress. She's more of a costume and wardrobe person. Oh, interesting. Um, She was the wardrobe supervisor, which I looked up and it says uh, they're responsible for overseeing all wardrobe related activities during the course of a theatrical run or film shoot. The modern title wardrobe supervisor has evolved from the more traditional titles of wardrobe mistress or master or mistress or master of the wardrobe. Uh, She was the wardrobe supervisor on 173 episodes of Steve, which was Steve Steve Harvey's talk show. 
Um, and that was roughly half of the episodes of that show. Um, then she was the key costumer who is responsible for supervising the on-set activities of the wardrobe department, including managing personnel and maintaining the costume designer's artistic vision. On 169 episodes of Let's Ask America. Did you ever okay. hear about this show? No. Me neither. It was basically a 2012 interactive game show, uh, 2012 through 2015. Um, it says the program features contestants who play from their homes via webcams, answering trivia questions relating to current events. Okay. Contestants participate by Skype from the comfort of their own home and inexpensive technology uh, negating the need for travel expenses. In Sweeps Month's... In Sweeps Months, the show features celebrity editions featuring local news talent from the stations carrying the series, such as meteorologists and, meteorologists and anchors playing the game for their stations, studios, and for local charities. So uh, it was originally hosted by Kevin Pereira through, from 2012 up through the summer of 2014. She did season two, which was all her episodes were in season two. So 169 episodes were in season two. Um, wow. And when he left, she left. And then in July of 2014, Bill Bellamy, who was an MTV VJ, came on and, and basically took over the show until it was done. Okay. So then she also did uh, 75 episodes of Lopez Tonight, uh, George Lopez's talk show. Um, mm -hmm. So then as an actress, she was credited in, in eight movies. Can't Hardly Wait. The movie Foxfire, which uh, stood out to me only because um, I never saw that, did an episode about it. It's like an Angelina Jolie movie where a bunch of teenage, like, high school girls, like, beat the crap out of uh, people that have assaulted them. Like, men that have assaulted them. Like, they okay. beat the, the shit out of them. Um, okay. And then uh, an ep she was in an episode of Charmed. And then my last note is that she played a costume designer on an episode of Lopez, which was George Lopez's sitcom in 2017. So she was did costumes on his talk show seven years earlier. And then, and then in 2017 played a person that does the job that she actually does on this <laughs> sitcom that she wasn't the costume designer on. Okay. Which is weird. Funny. So she is the, um, slightly stressed looking woman who answers the door. Yes. Um, she says, Preston, and you brought a friend. <laughs> And Denise turns to leave <laughs> Which, with the look on fair. her face that says, this is exactly what I expected. <laughs> and yes. girl whose party it is is like, no, no, it's fine. Come in, come in. Girl whose party it is is dressed to the nines. Mm -hmm. She is, d she reminds me of like when little girls get dressed up for Christmas photos sure. or Easter photos yes. or their own birthday party. Like, she is in, like, a party dress. Right. She's got her hair done. Yes. It's it's a whole look. Everybody else is in, like, normal clothes. Yeah, yeah. 90s high school street clothes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the girls are the girls tend to be a little more dressed up, I think. Sure, um, right. They're in, like, they're going to a party clothes, but it's not, like, a party right. dress. Like, this right. chick, exactly. if you had said that, like, it, it kind of... Feels like this was maybe like her homecoming dress. Right. Yeah, I could see it being like the special dress that she has hanging up in her closet for special yeah. occasions. Yes. This a little bit reminds me. Now, as far as I can tell, everyone knew, including her, that th this was going to be a big party. 
But yes. for whatever reason, maybe it's the the fanciness of her dress or whatever. Um, do you remember in Ten Things They Hate About You, uh, Bogey Lowenstein has a party that they all crash. Mm-hmm. It feels like that, where it's like the host is is dressed and acts a whole lot nicer than anyone else who's at the party. Like yes, the host that- is pretending to be an adult having right. a dinner party, right? Or like you know a small g- intimate gathering of friends, right. and everybody right. else is like kegger. Right. And as far as I know, I think the girl whose party it is was aware of all of that. Yeah. So then, hold on one sec. Do we go back to her? Yes, we go back to her. So do we we follow Preston and Denise as they meet another new person? Yes. Yearbook girl, as she's Mm -hmm. credited. Well, yep. She's not credited. She's uncredited. It is Melissa Joan Hart. In an uncredited yes. role, and this is her film debut. She was big famous from TV, as we'll get into, but this yes. was the first movie she was ever in. Really? Um, yeah. So. I did not realize that. Yeah. When did her, Drive Me Crazy come out? Uh, the following year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, because I thought it was like right around the same time, and it, it, it was. It for sure was, yeah. Um <laughs> So she was, uh, I didn't write down how many episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch she was on, but it was a lot. All of them. Yeah, it she was, was all on of them. all of them. Because and she, then she was Sabrina. also She plays, the her sister plays Sabrina in the animated spinoff, and she plays the two ants um, in the animated. Them? I think so. Okay. I think so. Or at least one of them. Anyways, um, so she was in, oh, that's weird. Uh, so Sabrina, uh, she was Nicole in Drive Me Crazy, which is a Britney connection therefore a crossroads connection uh-huh. um and then she was in 65 episodes of uh Clarissa explains it all um and melissa and joey which she was in 104 episodes and yet it was a show that i was like oh yeah with joey lawrence there were um, 104 episodes of that show apparently i thought it was on for one season before getting canceled nope like, I remember that show existing. Yeah. I never watched it. I remember it existing. I had forgotten it until you mentioned it. Yeah, me too. But, yikes. 104 episodes. Okay. Yeah, and she, like, directed some of them. And she also directed, like, some Sabrina the Teenage Witch episodes and stuff. Like, she did a, she got into it. Um, How old is she? She's she a little older than us, right? Is a little older than us. Let me see. Um, Hold on one sec. It was four seasons of Melissa and Joey. Okay. Um, and she was 1976. She's seven years older than us. Okay. I was going to say, because I remember watching Sabrina, which the character was in high school, and I feel like we were in middle school when that show was really popular. Right. And she so she was on Sabrina from 96 to 2003, which is oh, okay. includes so our did, high school. Okay. Wow. It did continue into our high school. I don't think I continued watching it that long. Right. And then she was on Clarissa from 91 to 94. Okay. Um, I never watched Clarissa. I think that was the chunk of time that we didn't have cable. Gotcha. We had cable uh, at one. We didn't have cable and then we did and then we got rid of it and then got it again when I was in high school. Oh. Huh. Yeah. It was weird. There was like a a chunk of time where I did not have cable even though I don't know why we got rid of it. Probably money. Um, But yeah, there was definitely a chunk of time when... Like Clarissa, Alex Mack, like all of yep. those shows that you would think I would have watched. Yeah. I was aware of their existence, but I never saw them. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Clarissa was in the first slew of of Nickelodeon television um, that when I started watching a lot of TV um, because I was an only child and you know all that stuff. Um, it was it was among like it was Clarissa and Salute Your Shorts and Hey Dude and this weird um, anime fairy tale uh, show that I would watch. Like it was like fairy tales, but they were like anime style. So like the like wah and like big teardrop above head and stuff. All the like that traditional anime stuff. Really familiar. And I definitely yeah. watched Hey Dude. Hey Dude, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so maybe I just maybe that maybe not having cable isn't why I didn't watch Clarissa. What was the fairy tale one? Because I definitely remember. I don't know. Okay, you keep you tell me about Melissa Joan Hart. I'm gonna do some googling. So, um, she was also, um, she was, uh, she also played Sabrina, she was in 65 episodes, which is the same number of episodes as Clarissa Explains It All, of the Sabrina the Animated Series. Um, she also played Sabrina on both Boy Meets World and Clueless the Television Show, which I was like, so those are set in the Sabrina universe? Which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, she was in what amounted, what, a movie called Clarissa in 1995, the year after Clarissa Explains It All went off the air, um, which was a pilot episode of the canceled follow-up series to Clarissa Explains It All, in which debutante Clarissa Darling contends to her life in New York City and her internship at a local newspaper. So that didn't end up getting picked up in any way, so it was just this movie. Um, You probably can't watch it anywhere. Um, Yeah. uh, Here's some trivia about her. She has some pets. I, Cooper, I didn't say what... Uh, oh, sorry. I see. God, this is such a weirdly worded thing. Uh, rescued uh, Pele, a Dalmatian dog from a pound. A dog named Hala Akala, or Holly for short. H-A-L-L-I. Uh, Cooper, which we've already mentioned. And a border collie named Cleo. And a dog named Mater. So she has a bunch of dogs. Or has had okay. a bunch of dogs. I don't know if they're concurrent. And then, oh, then I have a little trivia about the uh, the yearbook that she ha- is having them sign. She's okay. she's yearbook girl because she wants to get all 522 senior signatures in her in her yearbook. Yes. Um, and the yearbook that she's using is from a Philadelphia area high, area high school named Plymouth White Marsh. Uh, the students' pages shown in the movie are really the teachers' pages in the actual yearbook. Okay. Um, and that is all I have about Melissa Joan Hart. Um, and also that's all I have for the minute. I found some, inf- just real quick, uh, some information yeah. about that show. It is called okay. Grimm's Fairy Tale Classics. Hmm. It was originally an anthology cartoon series from Japan that aired in the 80s. Um, featured classic fairy tales by the Brothers Grimm brought to life through animation. The series aired on Nick Jr. during its time as a children's block between June 15th, 1992 and May 31st, 1995. It also aired as which part is, of Nick Jr.'s story time. Which is right when Clarissa was on, so my timeline is intact. Yes. Um, and, yeah, looking at, like, some images from it, it's I don't specifically remember. Like, I'm not looking at these images and being like, oh, right, I totally remember that specific episode. But it's, like, it has to be the thing that I remember. It has, like more of a Miyazaki style animation yeah. rather than like a Sailor Moon style animation. Right. Um, right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Just from I feel the like, images that I'm seeing. Yeah. 
I, so, yeah. I have a memory of watching uh, Ivanhoe, which isn't a Grimm's fairy tale, so maybe I'm conflating things. Um, but anyways, that's I have an image in my head of a castle burning anime style. Okay, um, yeah, so, this... Um, I'm seeing Bremen Town Musicians, Hansel and Gretel, Frog Prince, Little Red Riding Hood, Golden Goose, Puss in Boots, Snow White and Rose Red, Snow White Standard, How Six Men Got On in the World, um, hmm. The Water of Life, Bluebeard, Jorindian Jorangel, Jorangel, Sleeping Beauty, Old Sultan, King Thrushbeard, The Devil and His Grandmother, The Worn Out Dancing Shoes, Cinderella, The Crystal Ball, The Wedding of Mrs. Fox, Beauty and the Beast, Donkey Cabbages, Rapunzel, The Old Woman in the Wood, The Grave Mound, The Wolf and the Fox, Mother Holly, The Six Swans, Alilera, Brother and Sister, The Four Skillful Brothers, The Spirit in the Bottle, The Iron Stove, Bear Skin, The Hare and the Hedgehog, Iron John, The Brave Little Tailor, The Willow Wren and the Bear, Rumpelstiltskin, The Nixie of Mill Pond, and Godfather Death. None of which, well, the some of them stand out to me as right. like, oh yeah, I know that one. And other ones I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. If you have that that many uh, episodes, you're going to get deep in the weeds of uh, of Grim Fairy Tales. Yeah. I mean, there uh, are some of these, like, I've, I I have a book of Grimm's fairy tales, and some of these, I'm like, these, I've never heard of these before. Like, there are some that are a little more um, obscure that I know of because of that book, but so, some of these, I'm like, like, I don't know what Donkey Cabbages is. Right. Brother and sister sounds like a made-up thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ivanhoe apparently was just a standalone animated movie. Oh, okay. Um, on Nickelodeon. Here, I found an LA Times article from August 23rd, 1992, where it said, Two children's classics, Treasure Island and Ivanhoe, will be shown Sunday, back-to-back on Nickelodeon. Oh. Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island from 2 to 3, and Sir Walter, Sir, Walter, Sir Walter Scott's Ivanhoe from 3 to 4. So that's right in the same time, too. So Yeah. I, and Sunday is about right when I would have been, like, at home, Waiting for dinner, watching TV. Watching TV. That sounds about yeah. right. So, yep. Yeah. Anyways. So we as a podcast are on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies. But individually, I can be found on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. And I can be found at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network. Today we're going to plug the Scavnet Twitch stream. It is twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network. We are streaming pretty much every day. There is something going on pretty much every day on the channel. Um, We have video game playthroughs. We have family game nights where we play Jackbox games. We have some Scavnet members who play music. Um, Mm -hmm. There's kind of something for everyone. There's an actual play. Is it an actual play? It's an actual play. We're playing uh, a Choose Your Own Adventure board game like an actual play. Okay. Um, it's not designed to be that, but we are sort of taking on each care. Each person is taking on a character and sort of playing like them. Okay, I enjoy um, that a lot. I need to yeah. catch up on that. Friday nights are like my one night off where I'm like, yeah, oh, I need to just decompress and absolutely not be in front of 
the computer screen. Instead, I'm in front of a different right. screen. But Well, that's okay, Erin. <laughs> They're available on demand on the Twitch site, so you can watch them at your leisure, as yes. can any of our listeners. Okay. Um, I think that's going to do it for us today. We're going to go record Minute 14 for you. I can't hardly wait. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.